0: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, the number one podcast for SB Nations, The Dream Shake. My name is Mike Brown, and I am coming to you live here on this Wednesday evening after tonight's loss to the Brooklyn Nets 120. To 108. Uh, the Houston Rockets started off strong this evening. However, they could not figure out a way to end the game on a high note, which seems to be a theme for this Rockets team over the past couple weeks. So we will get into that as the show goes on. I am here to talk Rockets basketball with all of our wonderful listeners as long as you guys will have me this evening evening. Uh, The Rockets, with this loss, uh, fall to only 13 wins on the year. Uh, Let's get into the box score this evening and some initial thoughts that I have from the game. And as always, we are the most interactive post-game podcast available for Rockets fans. If you guys have anything you would like talked about or discussed, go ahead and throw a comment in the comments section here on the Facebook page for the Mothership, the Dream Shake. Let's get with the Rockets first. Christian Wood, 35 points, 14 rebounds, or excuse me, 14 points, 8 rebounds, only 4 of 12 from the field. I have a thought or two about Christian Wood that I want to get into after we go through this this box score. Jayshon Tate, 8 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. Played some incredible defense this evening. Uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, Sterling Brown, 11 points, Kevin Porter jr, 20 points, six rebounds, or excuse me, six assists, two rebounds. Uh, Daniel house jr had a very quiet 18 points and five rebounds, Kelly Olynyk 14 points, four assists, three rebounds, Avery Bradley kicked in with eight points. It looks like he's starting to knock off some of that rust that he had from his injury, uh, 11 points. For DJ Augustine in only 18 minutes and KJ Martin had four points and four rebounds Uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving was sensational tonight. 31 points, six rebounds, 12 assists on 12 of 25 from the field. Uh, Joe Harris, honestly, outside of Steph Curry is probably the best pure shooter uh, in the league. I mean, what, what that guy did, Tonight was special. Uh, he, he's incredible. Like that dude just was born to be a spot up shooter in the league. Uh, 10 points for uh, Brown. James Harden. I'm not sure if, if you guys are familiar with James Harden. He used to be a Houston Rocket. Uh, 27 minutes, 17 points, eight rebounds, six assists, five of 10 from the field. He did not play in the latter part of the second half due to uh, hamstring soreness. DeAndre Jordan wasn't really a factor. Two points, one rebound. The corpse that is Blake Griffin. And before anybody comes after me on Twitter, yeah, I said it and I'll say it again. The fact that you give up 11 points and six rebounds and four assists to the corpse that is Blake Griffin, who is a shadow of his former self, is embarrassing. Um, Nate Claxton, who's their uh, center uh, that they six foot eleven out of the University of Georgia, bodied up Christian Wood tonight, and I'll say it—he outplayed Christian Wood tonight. From what I saw from uh, Nate Claxton for the Nets versus what I saw from Christian Wood for the Rockets, Nate Claxton outplayed Christian Wood this evening uh, for them. Uh, we'll call him TLC because I don't want to butcher his name. Uh, three points and one rebound for uh, the the Clippers, or excuse me, for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, let's get to the comment section real quick. Nate Silverblatt, competitive win with the Nets and got the, the loss, win-win. You know what, Nate, you're right. That's the first thing that came to mind watching this game was that's the the recipe for success for the Rockets for the rest of this year is keep the games competitive to keep all the fans at least bought in for the rest of the games for the season and lose the game late. And you gotta almost think that it's it's become a trend now way too many times. The Rockets have played great through three quarters and all of a sudden forget how to play in the fourth quarter. Not forget how to play. I don't think that's the right way to put it, but Minnesota, just offhand, Minnesota played awesome through three quarters and then lose the game on a 22 to nothing run. Tonight, you kept the game close for three quarters and then blow the game late and lose by 12. So, something to think about, but good points by you, Nick, or Nate, I'm, I'm, my apologies. Ryan, uh, Santoro, great fight. I like the Olympic and Wood duo, just can't finish it out. Look, I'm going to be honest, okay? The more games, in Christian Wood came back tonight from another injury. Uh, first of all, he get he, the injury bug has hit him hard this season, and I get that. He's a young guy. You know, he's going to come back from those injuries, but Something to watch out for is how much he has gotten hurt already this season. Number two, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. Christian Wood is not a center. He's not. Like, too many times this year has he gotten outplayed by centers. It's not his fault. He needs a prototypical center to go next to him. He's not a center. He cannot play the center position without giving him another big, next to him. If you go out and you get John Collins, great, awesome. But at the end of the day, Christian Wood cannot play the center position without a, a another fellow big man next to him. He just can't do it. And Kelly O'Linnick, you if they want to resign Kelly O'Linick this offseason, I'm here for it. From what I've seen from Kelly O'Linnick, good team guy, shuts his mouth, goes and plays the game at the at the highest level that he can. And the Rockets need guys like that. I liked what I saw from Avery Bradley this evening too. Like the veterans that they acquired in the in the in the Ola Depot trade. Now Avery Bradley took two. he was 0-5 from the three-point line. He took too many of those stupid shots tonight. But overall, defensively, I like what I saw from him, especially early on James Harden. I love what Kelly Olinick has brought. So that Oladipo trade right now looks decent enough for me to pull myself back off the ledge with that deal. I was upset with what they got initially, but I like what I've seen from Kelly Olynyk. I, 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 I'm I okay with what I've seen from Avery Bradley. The difference is, is that the Rockets have to find a solution at... Let me rephrase this. I don't care if you want to call Christian Wood the center. I don't care if you want to call him the power forward. They need to find another solution. Big to put next to him, whether that's a power forward or whether that's another true center and move Christian Wood to the four. Christian Wood, what he's missing in his game is a nasty streak. Like the dude just looks way too happy-go-lucky way too much of the time. And any of our listeners, if you guys agree or disagree with that point, maybe it's just me from what I've seen from, from Wood I just – I don't like what I've seen from Christian Wood in that department. I love what I've seen from him offensively. But defensively, like look at what Nate Claxton did. Nate Claxton's a nice player. He's 6'4", 11. I like what I saw from Nate Claxton tonight. Nate Claxton is playing like a dude that's got nothing to lose because he's on a team of superstars. Go back and watch what Nate Claxton did to Christian Wood tonight. He bodied him way, way too easily tonight. Like, I just – I'm not in love with what I'm seeing from Christian Wood in that department. Offensively, love it. Love what the guy has to bring to the floor. Good stretch. Four or five, we can call it. This season, he needs to get into the weight room. Like, he needs to go hit the weights this offseason. I'm talking about Christian Wood. He needs to put on, I'd say, about 20 pounds in – in in muscle, same thing with K.J. Martin. K.J. Martin, again, tonight the Rockets were in this game, and it's going to be hard for K.J. Martin to find 25-plus minutes when you're talking about playing Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, and Kelly Olynyk all 25-plus minutes. It's just hard for K.J. Martin to get in on the floor. Tonight, K.J. Martin only played 16 minutes, but he ha- he did have four points, he did have four rebounds, And the difference between him and his dad, his dad was more of a a bruiser. I think K.J. Martin needs to get a little bit more of that in his game. He's only 19 years old. He's going to continue to grow. He's going to continue to put on, you know, muscle. So I I look forward to to what K.J. Martin has to bring to this roster moving forward. Ryan says, I've made up my mind. If you're the Rockets and you don't draft Cunningham, you draft Evan Evan Mobley at two over Suggs. Oh man, Matt Bullard, uh, who does a fantastic job for the Rockets on their on their calls, you know, every night, was on Sports Talk Seven Hundred and Ninety today with Andy uh, Kalou and, and Chris Gordy, and he noted that the difference between Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley is that Evan Mobley, for people who aren't familiar, Evan Mobley is the 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 seven footer from uh, USC. Uh, he actually has a brother that plays on the team as well. And Jalen Suggs is the shooting guard slash small forward uh, for Gonzaga. And those are probably the top three picks that you're talking about in the NBA draft is Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley. The one thing that that Matt Buller talked about with Evan Mobley is that he needs some more time to develop, uh, especially with his jump shot, which is fine. But Evan Mobley next to... Christian Wood, sign me up tomorrow because the thing about Jalen Suggs is I like Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is a nice player for Gonzaga, but you're talking about a guy who's going to be most successful when he has the ball in his hands and when he's creating shots for him and his teammates. Well, you already have one of those guys. You already have Kevin Porter Jr. And could you use another one of those guys? Yes, absolutely. But You want to talk about the perfect complement to Christian Wood? That's Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is a guy that you could bring in from day one and just let him protect the rim and let him be your defensive stopper at the rim. And I know that sounds weird when you talk about a guy in Christian Wood who averages a decent amount of blocks per game. He averages 21.5 points per game, 9.8 rebounds, and I believe he averages around a block and a half. But it's very clear that Christian Wood wants to play on the perimeter. He wants to play from the elbow out a decent amount of the time. I should rephrase that and say he wants to play from the elbow out enough that you need to get him a complimentary guy that just wants to play the rim. Clint Capella, to me, that's the perfect comparison for Evan Mobley. To bring it back to the Rockets organization and guys that Rockets fans are most familiar with, Evan Mobley is Clint Capella, but farther ahead in his development at his age than what Clint was. When the Rockets drafted Clint Capella at the bottom part of the first round, Evan Mobley is a guy that is already... Farther advanced coming into the league than Christian or than than Clint Capella was. But Evan Mobley is a guy that he'll do the dirty work around the rim. He will help out when the guards get beat at the rim. He's a good shot blocker. I'm with Ryan there that if the Rockets land, let's say the second pick in the draft, and it's either Jalen Suggs or Evan Mobley, I need to think about it a little bit more, but as of right now, I'm leaning towards Evan Mobley because of the pressing need that the Rockets have. A pressing need that the Rockets have is not a guy, you know, a playmaker, an immediate playmaker, which is what Jalen Suggs is. Would I like Jalen Suggs playing next to, um would I like him playing next to Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, I would. I Let me put it this way. If the Rockets land the second pick in the draft, I don't care of the three guys we just named. I don't care who they get. The Rockets are going to be a better team. Will the Rockets benefit more immediately from a guy like Suggs? Yes. But playing the long game and putting a guy next to Christian Wood where you can really get the most out of that pick long-term, I think Evan Mobley has a higher ceiling than Jalen Suggs does for his position. Who do I think is going to be the better prospect long-term? Probably Jalen Suggs, but the Rockets already have a guy in in Kevin Porter Jr. that you have that position pretty well endowed at this point. You could get a guy like Mobley, take a chance on him and he could pay off huge down the stretch. Uh, With John Wall's injury, or excuse me, Seamus Solon. Thank you for chiming in tonight. That's a name I haven't heard before, so I'm glad you found us, my man. KJ needs more minutes for sure. Yeah, uh, K- Seamus, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I would like to see more of KJ Martin on the floor. My question with KJ Martin is, do you, see, do you see KJ Martin more as a power forward, or do you see him more as a small forward? You know, with his size, uh, Kenyon, or yeah, KJ Martin junior Kenyan Martin junior I should say. We're going to call him KMJ. So KMJ is averaging 7 points, 5 rebounds um in his in his time with the Rockets. I'm trying to find his size real quick. Uh he's 6 foot 6. So 6 foot 6 in today's NBA, he's one of those tweener guys. Like at 6-6, I don't think he's a power forward. The more I watch him, The more I think he's a small forward, you know, so I would like to see like, for me, the most exciting lineup for the Rockets right now would be uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, Kelly Olinick, and wait, who's that? So it's Kevin Porter Jr. is one, uh, Jay Sean Tate is two, Kenyon Martin Jr. is three, Kelly O'Linick is four, and Christian Wood is the five. Like to me, that's your the most exciting five looking towards the future. All of those guys you're planning on, the only wild card is Kelly Olenek, I guess. Uh, but the, the other four, Christian Wood, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jay Sean Tate, and Kevin Porter Jr. All four of those guys are guys that you're going to look to as major parts of this rotation in the years moving forward. One of the things I would have liked to have seen down the stretch tonight was... DJ Augustine, speaking about future, DJ Augustine, whose contract you still have through next year, K- DJ Augustine has done nothing but impress this guy since since coming aboard from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so those are the types of guys that I want to see more minutes out of. So Seamus, to get back to your point that KJ needs more minutes, that's going to – one huge part of his game that he has to develop this offseason is his three-point shot. You know, tonight he – what he didn't even take a three. If he's going to want to see minutes on the on the floor, he needs to improve his three point shooting. That's for everybody. You know, you look at Christian Wood. Again, Christian Wood as your sole big man on the court. Like when you go with Jayshon Tate at the four and, and Christian Wood at the five, you're leaving yourself open at the rim because Christian Wood does not play near the rim as often as I would like to see. I know that there's some people that may disagree with that sentiment, but they need – if he's going to play – he shot five threes tonight and he was only one of five. If you're going to shoot five threes in a game, you need to have a better percentage than one of five, Christian. So, Jay Sean Tate, 0 of 3. Sterling Brown was fantastic tonight. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. was 2 of 6. Daniel House was 4 of 8. Kelly Olenek, 0 of 2. Avery Bradley was a killer 0 for 5. From the three-point line tonight, DJ Augustine was three of four. Very interestingly enough, I believe over the past two games, we have not seen Ben McLemore at all. And I don't know what the... The Rockets are just going full youth. You know, I guess he's being played out of the rotation at this point. So, you know, haven't seen Ben McLemore. And Sheamus was saying that we're desperate for shooting. You got a knockdown shooter on your bench and Ben McLemore. But... As Jeremy and myself has talked about, I feel like it's been like six months since we, you know, he and I have done a show together, but you know, he and I talk individually about Ben McLemore is a one-trick pony. He's, he's a shooter, but he plays no defense. If you put him on the court and ask him to play defense, you're asking for trouble. And I think that's become apparent to the coaching staff, and I think that's why we haven't seen him over the past couple of games. Um, but once again, this has been, uh, this is the, the post-game show. Uh, of tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets, Rockets lose 120 to 108. As as a lot of people have put it, from what I've seen on Twitter, this is a win-win for the Rockets. You know, the Rockets look competitive throughout most of the game, and then lose the game late. You know, to help improve their their draft stock. So we're as the shows continue, we're going to start to get more and more into you know the draft and what that could potentially look like for the Rockets you know, if they are able to secure, you know, a top four pick, which is obviously the hope of every fan that is watching this team right now. Um, looking, looking at the Nets real quick, uh, I know that, you know, this is the dream take, but I got I to gotta give a shout out to the Brooklyn Nets because the Brooklyn Nets offensively, like good luck stopping this team. Well, I mean, who do you, who do you stop? You know, like when this team is healthy, and, and Ryan, I'm going to get to your your question here in a minute. But I, if the Nets are healthy, and you're talking about having to defend Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and then you've got uh, the Brown kid who they acquired, who I think is is pretty solid for them. Uh, you got Nate Claxton, you got Jeff Green, and you got Blake Griffin. Like honestly, like how are you going to stop this team offensively? In a seven-game series. Now, do I think the Nets play enough defense to win a championship? I I think if if Steve Nash can get that team to buy in defensively, they're going to win the East. I don't see a team that can play with them in the East in a seven-game series. I think Philadelphia can keep it close. I think they – I think Philadelphia can take them six games, maybe seven. I think Milwaukee can take them five or six games. But if they are healthy and they are playing at their best, good luck trying to stop Brooklyn in the East. and the West, I think the Lakers can play with, with Brooklyn. I think they're on a collision course for the NBA Finals. I don't see any other team in the West or the East beating the Lakers or the Nets. I just don't see it. And I think if those two teams get together, it's going to be fireworks. But I think the Nets end up winning the title this year. Because of the offense that they have put together, and that begs the question, Rockets fans, if if Brooklyn, are you rooting for James Harden to win a championship this year? Because to me, in that scenario, I would root for the Nets over the Lakers because I just I, I'm not rooting for the Lakers to win another title. And I think it would be it is what it is with with uh, with James Harden. I'm not going to. Actively root against him in a finals. Will it hurt the Rockets or fans to see him win a title? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. So there's a couple questions uh, coming into the comment section now. Uh, Ryan asked, "Do you shut down Wall for the rest of the season with his with his knee issue?" Oh, Ryan, that's the that's the forty million dollar question. Honestly, probably I would. You got go to go to John and you've got to ask him, look, man, you got to be honest with us because I don't think you're going to be able to trade that contract this off season. So he's going to be a rocket next season. I don't want him to miss any more time next season than he has to. So yes, I gunned to my head. I would shut him down. Great question brought up by Angelito. Where the hell was DJ Wilson tonight? like, and and in my sincerest of apologies, I did not see him on an injury report for this game. I didn't look actively enough at the bench for where he was tonight. but yeah, DJ Wilson not playing this game is shocking to me. So my apologies, I will go look at the the box score to see if there was a specific reason DJ Wilson didn't play. Uh, but when you look at the stats of the Brooklyn Nets, you know, the fact that uh, Nate Claxton was able to do, what he did tonight on the the boards especially against us it's a little shocking um you know you look at the rebound the Rockets were out rebounded by 14 tonight 12 to 6. I believe this is the second time in three games the Rockets have been doubled up on the offensive glass. So yeah DJ Wilson at 6 foot10 would have been a nice guy to have on the court as a compliment to uh, Christian Wood. That's the guy that I look to, one of the guys I should say for the rest of the year to get major minutes. Because I like the 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 intangibles that he's brought to this team. He hustles, he tries hard, which is what you're looking for for the Rockets from this from this season. The thing about KJ Martin going back to him real quick is if he identifies as a power forward, it's going to be hard for him to crack this rotation. There's lineups that I would like to see moving forward. I want to see a combination of guys like Kevin Porter Jr. and DJ Wilson playing with Kelly Olynyk. What does Kelly Olynyk look like with Kevin Porter Jr. specifically on the court for the rest of the year? Uh, having Christian Wood, Kelly Olynyk play together with a guy like KJ Martin. You know, KJ Martin being freed up from his man because they have to worry about Christian Wood, that opens him up to hit that offensive glass, which he loves to do. So I'm sure all of those questions will be answered as we move and continue our way through the rest of the season. Um, Lewis Brown says we're better without Wall. Bradley trying to get bought out. He shot the ball every time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Avery Bradley is a guy that I wouldn't be shocked if we ended up buying out here shortly, just because I feel like he does want to go play for a contender um, at this point in his career uh when we look ahead to the schedule for the rockets over the coming days we are at the boston celtics on uh friday so uh that is a matchup that you look at and you you gotta ask yourself that's gonna be a tough ass going into boston but the way that the rockets played tonight through three quarters i want to see that same energy that same intensity uh over uh the the next couple games Uh, Versus the Pelicans at home and at the Celtics. The Pelicans game on Sunday is a very winnable game for the Rockets. Programming note, uh, the post-game show, the next two games, uh, will feature uh, a combination of Jeremy Brenner and Ray Lucas. I will have the next two games off. Uh, So Jeremy and Ray will be on the locker room app for the game on Friday at the Boston Celtics and Sunday versus the Pelicans. I imagine I will be back with you guys on Monday after the Phoenix Suns game. Uh, once again, your unhappy final. Uh, Rockets lose tonight to the Brooklyn Nets, one twenty to one oh eight. My name is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown. Uh, once again, uh, make sure to check out the Dream Shake on Twitter. Uh, you can head over to Twitter and search at dream shake SBN to follow the mothership of the dream take while you are on Twitter, make sure to throw a follow to the dream takes Twitter account at the dream take my personal Twitter account is BSW podcast underscore NB. make sure to give my very talented and fantastic co-host Jeremy Brenner, a follow on Twitter as well at J E R E M Y B R E N E R If you're listening to this podcast, make sure to follow The Dream Shake on Facebook at The Dream Shake. Uh, We have a ton of great content coming out every day from all of our awesome writers at The Dream Shake. Ryan, always good to hang out with you here on the Facebook Live Chats and everybody else. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me this evening. And until next time, Rockets fans, go!
0: Listen to our Solo Acts mini-series now in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.